Guys, we have great news. Elisa's appraisal was oh last week, <laughs> and her manager did not mention our podcast. Oh, guys, <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Oh, shit, did I? Oh, I haven't told you this. No. So, oh, my God. <laughs> we have a colleague, and she... Um, oh, no. Um, she is, um, like, renting out her, um, like, house at the beach. Yeah. Um, and um, she's trying to promote it, and she was so... Uh, excited this week to show us that she made an Instagram account for it, <gasps> and so she had everyone follow it, and I, I followed it Who is for it? for two minutes with the Afterward Murder Club account. Oh my god! <laughs> Stop! Did you? Really? Then I un- yeah. Then I unfollowed. <gasps> I followed with my own, but well, thank fuck she didn't put two and two together. I mean, we're having a lot of close calls at work right yeah. now. She's like listening to this as we speak. Hello. Um, there's no link to our podcast in our bio yet. Oh, yeah. It's a good thing. Yeah, literally. I literally went over all of our posts to see if there's like any link to us. And there's not. Any incriminating evidence. <laughs> <laughs> so far, so yeah. good. Um, but uh, hi, bad bitches of the internet. Welcome back to another episode of the Afterwork Murder Club. That's Elisa. And that's. Sophia, what did I like? Struggle. <laughs> she was like, and who's that? That's my side bitch. Um, um, and this is the depressed after murder club. I don't know what's wrong with us, but this it's week low at energy. Work was just yeah, it yeah. was too much. It was. I mean, I'm off now for the rest of the year, which is good because I feel like I'm. Wait, are you off? Off? Is yeah. your out of office in place? Yeah. Like Monday? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shit. Like I'm done. You're done. I'm done. I know. Yeah, like nice yeah all right i mean i don't know to what extent i still need to be no you don't <laughs> like t- i don't know there's no. like some shit but i'm hoping like my manager will just yeah take that i mean we are not business critical clearly pay us i haven't been to the office in four weeks at this point enough to yeah. ask us to have our laptops open during our i office. mean i got to sophie's apartment and her work laptop was like open at her working station and i was like i'm hoping that's her researching the case and not doing emails and i was wrong so but yeah no um it's been a crap week so if it's been a crap week where you are don't worry because literally we suffered through it together sophie more than me but still um i had elisa come over for emotional support this week like legit yeah what's your own she's literally wearing my emotional support sweater as we speak (laughs) i'm wearing her college sweater she's repping she's repping yeah but yeah no um it was that bad Mm -hmm. um i had her sit on my couch and eat thai food while i was working just for emotional support and we watched um, catfish from mtv um catfish is really it's so good it's so good i haven't watched that in so long so it was like and like every fucking episode is the same but it it's so good it's so good and the amount of times i'm just like triggered by everything that's happening i'm like how do you not believe that you're being catfish right now why do I want to be Neve? I want to be the lady. I don't know her name. Cammy. Cammy. Love her. She's, she's a sassy. Yeah, she's great. Yeah. But that's like that's Sorry, their Max, job. But we like Cammy. Yeah, I don't know who Max was. I was not on top You're of not that. An OG. Yeah, I really I'm not an OG. Mm. But yeah, this episode is a case of Arliss Perry. Doesn't ring a bell for now. Okay. Um. So let's just get let's into dive it. in, guys. Grab a drink. So I hope I don't like butcher her name but it's written a r l i s arliss yeah i guess arliss perry was just 19 years old when she was found murdered and half naked at the altar of the stanford memorial church within the grounds of stanford university okay. in california on october 12 1974 okay two things end of case <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. <laughs> um, we love a good dark academia moment. We love the 70s. That's like my thing. I have not heard of this one, Stanford University. We love a dark academic moment. Yeah. Yeah, which makes me think of... Um... This is secret history. Have you ever finished it? No. <laughs> no, I knew it. I 
I knew it. Sophie's been wanting me to read The Secret History by Donna Tartt, which is a cult classic. Like, it is like a... It's the best book ever written. It's her favorite book. I read, like, the first... I read a little over a chapter. I read, like, 60 pages, but I just couldn't get into it. But I'm going to... sex for her. I need sex every, like, four pages. (laughs) If there's no, like, glares or rock-hard things on your body, like... (laughs) I'm closing the book and I'm moving on. Okay. No, but I will, I mean, I will try again. I'm not, this isn't a... Will you? Yeah, I will. Okay, I promise? just need to be in a... I promise. Okay. I just need to be in like a... I need to revisit. Okay. Anyway, back to Arlen. It's a sore subject. <laughs> it is. Like, I was literally thinking about this as I was brushing my teeth this morning. Like, really? This is how invested I am. I'm like, but she never mentioned anything about this book. I mean, I would mention it if I did read it. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't stop talking about it. Yeah. So exactly. Yeah, I haven't read it yet. So, <laughs> exposed. It was on to you. Okay. Anyways. Arliss. Arliss. Arliss was born Arliss K. Dykma, and she grew up in Bismarck, North Dakota, as the youngest of three children to Marvin and Jean, who were very devoted Christians who raised their children to be just as spiritual and close to God Aww. as they were. Work. Um, they actually helped found the Bismarck Reformed Church. Um, so very like engaged yeah. in the community. Um, and Marvin served there as an elder and a superintendent in the Sunday church school. Okay, very church people. Church people, very yeah. close to God. Tight-knit community. Tight-knit community. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking that I didn't want to use the words. I swear someday we'll bring out merch saying tight-knit, tight-knit community. <laughs> Bismarck okay, yeah. Sorry. was a small, <laughs> quiet... Isolated little city. Oh, in parentheses, work. Tight-knit community. <laughs> On the eastern bank of the Missouri River, surrounded by forests. Of course. Of course. Of course there's like a creepy forest. And um, of course, Arliss's character is described mm. in many sources that we found on this mm-hmm. case. And can you guess what was said about her? Charming, strong-willed, beautiful, smart. Um, compassionate kind very trusting yeah yeah she's even a bit naive the amount of times i've heard this naive? it's not because you get murdered that you're yeah naive. not like, at you all can be, <laughs> you can get murdered even if you're not naive like if i'm murdered i have street smart yeah like i'm not naive no people will say you're naive yeah probably, probably trusting. <laughs> i'm too trusting um but they so basically people say she always saw the best in people and this, mm-hmm. she really carried out the christian values okay um she taught sunday school and she was an active member of uh, young life which is some sort of christian youth movement to help young christians develop their faith and things like that okay. um she went to bismarck high school of course of course where she met her high school sweetheart and future husband bruce perry i'm shook it was an all-American high school teenage movie yeah, match, yeah, right? So yeah. they were both born and raised in Bismarck. They were both popular. She was a cheerleader. Oh my god! He was an athlete. Oh like, my god! Was she like a football player? Travolta. Is this is very much giving <laughs> yeah. like Greece. Yeah. One hundred percent. Kind of for it. All in all, she had a very sheltered life, mm-hmm. um, and she wasn't very exposed to the big bad world yeah. out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so after graduation, Bruce actually got into Stanford University. Well, like, damn. Damn. As a pre-med student. Oh shit. Um, also due to his athletic achievements. Oh um, yeah. Oh. <laughs> you know how like people get into insane schools due to their sports, but then they like they study. Like nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to call yeah. out one program but like they don't really study but he was a pre-med student so like yeah he had, he had the brains and yeah, the and yeah, the athleticism and the physique, physique. Yeah. yeah i didn't know the word <laughs> so she went to a local college and he was going to stanford uh, local obviously. to bismarck so they decided to do long distance oh shit okay yeah um, and Arliss went to classes and she had a side job because she wanted to save up to, you know, make the move to California to be with her mans. Uh, for Bruce, this year must have been like shocking. So he grew up in Bismarck and yeah. like, nothing was really said about like how spiritual he was, but I got the feeling that the entire community was pretty mm-hmm. like, like a little bit at least um, and like he had the same like sheltered upbringing mm-hmm. as Arliss had so he went from Bismarck to a big 
tech-savvy university in very liberal California. Um, Plus, as a pre-med student, he was super busy, right? Yeah, of course. um, Some work cut out for him Mm -hmm. uh, in the first year of pre-med. So um, it's a tough year for them because also remember that time, there's no texting, there's no FaceTiming. So like it's contacting through a landline and letters. Facts. Um, But after a year, um, when they were both 19, he heads back home, gets down on one knee, and meets an honest woman at her. I hate that. (laughs) (laughs) An honest woman? It's like, oh, she's been dishonest this this entire time? Okay. Um, So, uh, well, they get married, and they have a one-week honeymoon at a cabin one of their parents owned. I believe it was Carlos's parents. And then after the honeymoon, she obviously moves back with her mans. So she's leaving Bismarck. Oh, damn. And she's coming with him to she's Stanford. She's living in the dorms? So they're living on campus together. Oh, God. Yeah. Is that, I feel like now that's not legal. No. <laughs> like, if you don't go there, you can't live there. No, I don't. Well, yeah. On campus? On campus, no. no. So, um... She was back with him, and um, he's obviously super busy, and she's at home, and, you know, she's doing stuff, and she's going for her jogs and stuff like that, but it was super lonely. Yeah, She didn't know anyone there, and he was so busy with everything, so she really struggled. There's, like, a few letters that she wrote during that time to her friends back home saying, you know... Um, I've been so lonely that I've considered n- going around knocking on doors, asking people do you need a friend. Um, but she said, you know, I have faith that this is all part, part of, of my plan. destiny yeah. and part of a bigger plan mm-hmm. and everything will um, turn out fine. And after a while, she actually gets a job as a receptionist at a law firm. Okay. And then the tone of her letters to her friends at home changed and they could really like... It was a little bit more positive. Did she have friends? No. Nope. She, she had like, like colleagues. Yeah. So like she was somehow Getting finding her place on campus and married <clears throat> life, mm-hmm. like adjusting to her new life. Good. On October 12th, 1974, uh, six weeks after the wedding, it's a Friday night and it's a busy night on campus. There's like lots of small parties everywhere, Love gatherings. Like, you, like hear the air buzzing. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I, I, uh, I miss that, that feeling. feeling. I miss that feeling <laughs> Holy so shit. Well. Yeah, like the Friday, so, like yeah. at 5 p.m. on Friday, you're like, what are we going to do tonight? Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Good times. Nice. And, you know, Bruce and Arliss are not the types to go out. Mm-hmm. Um she didn't really know people either so it's not like they're going to these parties yeah um but um at 11 um Arliss wants to go out to post some letters that she had written to friends and family back home and bruce's good husband and he's like you know what let me go with you um evening walk some quality well, time yeah. and also i just i just don't really like you to walk by yourself yeah, you know yeah. people might be drunk out there <clears throat> Yeah. I don't want Smart. like guys to come do do stuff. stuff. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> Around eleven thirty PM they're on their way back and the Perrys get into an argument about I think it's about like car tires, about the pressure in them, like who should have made sure that they were good. They're putting air in yeah. the tire, whatever. Uh, Arliss, she's such a soft-spoken person. Mm-hmm. She's really taken back by everything. Yeah. And she's like, all right, we're almost home. They're passing by a church. And she's like, I'm just going to go inside and pray for a little bit because that's my way of cooling down. Yeah, yeah. And I'll join you. It's 1130. The church closes at midnight. I'll just, I'll see you in half an hour. And then, you know, we'll just be okay. Yeah. behind us. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, well, I mean, he basically dropped her off at the church and then he walks home um and their apartment is only like one kilometer so So that's not even a mile yeah uh away uh from their home uh between their home and the church um anyways um the night watch securities stephen crawford um saw her walk in and he later told police that indeed she came in at 11 30 she walked straight up to the altar and um she knelt down and she prayed <sighs> and two other worshipers that were there said the same thing and they said that she was still deep in prayer when they left at midnight 
Um, the church, as I said, was supposed to close at midnight, but Crawford was running a little late, so he arrived at like 12.10. Uh, and he saw nobody, so he called out, is anyone there? You have to leave. Oh. There was no response. And he locked everything up. Um, Bruce was worried uh, because by um, 12.30, she was not home yet. Mm -hmm. So he went to the church, <clears throat> and he checked all the doors, and it was locked. So he was like, well, she's not yeah, here yeah. in the church. So he did a tour around campus, and he had no clue where she might he be. He also can't call her and shit. Yeah, nope. Yeah. And she also doesn't have any friends yeah, that he knows yeah. of. So it's not like, like where could she go? Yeah, if I'm lost, my parents would probably call you, or if you're yeah. lost, your parents are calling my parents. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Usually, you know how there's always that friend that you're like, well, maybe she's just gone yeah. to that friend because we, as a couple, mm -hmm. we have a discussion. Mm -hmm. She's probably just venting to her girlfriends about what a shitty man I am, mm -hmm. and then she'll come home and we'll make up. Yeah. Um, but she didn't have anyone like that in yeah, Stanford. Yeah. So he was really confused as mm -hmm. to where she might be. So he was like, okay, I think the best thing for me to do is go back home and make sure that I'm there when she arrives. Um, so he goes home and he waits and he waits and he waits. And at 3 a.m. he's really freaking out. Yeah. Um, and he's calling the police to report her. I'm missing. surprised it took him that long. Yeah. Um, however, the officers uh, of the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Office um, they're like, oh, well, spouse is getting into an argument, but okay, we'll go check on the, on the church. So they do a quick check of the church and well, all the doors are locked yeah. as Bruce had already mm -hmm. checked. So they're like, well, she's not at the church. And Bruce's like, dude, Literally. I know she's not yeah. at the church. I'm saying that she's missing and yeah. we need to look for her. Um, but the sheriff's office was like, you know what? Wait for your wife to come back by morning and you know, we'll see then. Um, it didn't really get to morning because campus security guard Stephen Crawford um, reported that he had found her body around 5.45 oh a.m. on October 13th near the altar. Oh my god. She was found face up oh. with her hands folded across her chest. An ice pick was sticking out of the back of her head. Oh my god. Though the handle had broken off and was missing. There were also signs of strangulation, but the ice pick was for sure what yeah, caused her death. Yeah, dude. Holy shit. Um, police reported that Arliss was naked from the waist down. A three-foot-long oh altar god. candle was inserted in her vagina. And another one was placed between her breasts. Her jeans had been like draped across her legs <laughs> i'm sorry three foot dude okay three foot long and it's an altar candle <laughs> in the yeah. house of god yeah like what the fuck yes was this exactly like every element in and of itself is creepy all of them combined this is so much yeah Next level, right? Oh my god. It was okay. a palm print found on one of the candles um, and like the kneeling pillow that she used yeah, yeah, yeah. to kneel when she when she was praying uh, was found near her body and had semen on it. Oh, um, God. Almost immediately after discovery, police head over to Bruce's apartment oh. to tell him, like, I'm so sorry, this is what happened and to question him, of course. Yeah. Um, and they arrive at the door and they ring the doorbell and he opens and um he's covered in blood bruce very bad timing to have a nosebleed oh my god Did and he's he... telling police he's like i swear i have really bad nosebleeds every time that i get really stressed over something i get nosebleeds and you know your wife being missing is probably yeah, something that yeah. causes stress but Fucking because of that police like look at each other and they're like so yeah i mean of course blood. they take him to the station they don't tell him his wife is murdered oh shit um, and they interrogate him for two hours and they present him with all different kinds of scenarios and he gets really pissed off when they mm -hmm. try to insinuate that one he might have something to do with it or two maybe arliss was cheating on him maybe arliss got pregnant and he wasn't too happy about it he was super pissed but he doesn't like, know this is that not she's the kind of relationship dead. that they had no not at oh, all oh god um so he he's Ugh. thinking like 
What the fuck? She didn't leave me for another man. Yeah. Um, I also didn't like throw her out because she was pregnant or something like that. Uh, she's my wife. Yeah, like, literally. Um, and um, only after two hours of interrogation, a polygraph test and um, the fact that he just provided his fingerprints to them, mm-hmm. um, where they were like, okay, let's rule him out <laughs> as a suspect. And that's when they tell him oh. that she's been murdered. Um, that's awful. That's awful. It's it's really awful. Oh, holy shit. Also, polygraph test. I don't want to keep <laughs> repeating this. It's I bullshit. feel like we say it in every yeah. episode. We know it's bullshit. Yeah. But you have to know at that time, they didn't have like all the DNA stuff technology mm-hmm. that we have now. So mm-hmm. they have to go off something. Mm-hmm. So the fact that he's doing everything... That they have, like he's taking a polygraph test, he passes it. Yeah, he's giving them his fingerprints. Mm -hmm. They're like, okay, let's rule him out as a suspect. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, and that's how he found out uh, that his wife is murdered. That's fucking traumatic. The news gets out to the public, of course, Mm -hmm. as it does, and everyone who had seen something in or around the church that evening um, was urged to come forward. Um, and a passerby actually came forward and said that he saw a sandy blonde man around that time entering the church. We love a okay. sandy blonde man. A sandy blonde man. <laughs> At night. Right. Love that. Um, so we'll just park that. Yeah, we'll okay. that there. Um, and uh, the day after the murder, weirdly enough, the service just went through as, oh, as normally. Oh my god! So her body is discovered um, Saturday morning, and on Sunday, worship time. Did they so say like, anything about it? Were they like, "Let's pray"? They like, "Let's mop the floor," and the show must go on. I'm so shook. I guess. Um, that's insane and uh, like the dean of the church actually told people like oh I saw the murder scene and I think it was something done by a satanic of course cult. of course the way her jeans was draped over her lower body was in the shape of uh, like a pentagon a pentagon or whatever yeah, the a fuck diamond uh, yeah. whatever something satanic um, and uh, the FBI actually came in uh, because their interest was sparked um, and they did a profiling and I just I just wanted to put that here <laughs> because it like there's no relevance for the rest of the case yeah. because I don't think the FBI did a lot after that but how the fuck did they come up with this shit? Like, they say it's a white male between 70 and 22. That's a very narrow... 70? Teen, oh, 17 and, and 22. 22. That's like college age. Yeah, okay. Like, because it was at a college? Yeah, yeah. Like, okay. okay. Um, and he probably has a military background. Okay. Why? But sure. We, why? I guess, yeah, I don't know. Because the ice pick... No, no idea. You an ice um, in he probably kept diaries. And uh, trophies from his victim. That's like I'm like, okay, serial shit. killer 101. With, <laughs> with the details that we have up until now, how the fuck did you come up with this? Profile? I'm not getting diary from this. I'm like, diary. Mm. No. Later, um, when more information about the case was released, um, we did find out that um, her attacker stole some of her personal belongings of her body so there were a few things that bruce described like that she i i don't know had with her mm-hmm. or, or was wearing and that they didn't find okay the anymore okay so i think that trophies that's where they it's got like the common, trophy yeah. part and then 17 22 yeah well probably because college age military background and kept diaries for fuck's sake it's like maybe because they're like oh traumatic people keep diaries yeah and if he's if he has trophies he probably has a diary as like to remember because trophies are like some way of remembering your yeah but like you don't need to write about it right <laughs> anyways so just wanted to give you that fbi profiling love love that <laughs> um police were able to determine that she was murdered around midnight uh, but that Holy the sexual pits. assault with the candles happened afterwards. Post death. Post death. Um, this means that when Crawford came to lock up, yeah, and he was like, dude. "Is anyone there?" 
she was likely with her attacker and he, and was he like, made her be quiet <gasps> um i can't believe he didn't walk around crawford says that he did a sweep of the church yeah clearly not at around two a.m so like he has to continuously come back oh. overnight so he did a sweep of the church around two and uh well police did the sweep of the surroundings of the church around three when bruce called right mm-hmm. um during all these searches all doors were locked yeah um so either the attacker was in there with her for three hours mm-hmm. torturing her yeah and letting her be quiet and then when police were gone after 3 a.m he then murdered her and then left and then left because when um crawford found her at 5 45 one of the doors was open and the other times it was always locked but it was broken open from the inside oh my god okay so, so crawford is it's not now sus. looking like crawford locked her in there with her attacker oh my god didn't see them during his sweep at two so they hit from him i mean it's all sounding very strange i'm getting the only thing i can think is mr crawford you were sleeping at 2 a.m or he was killing her do the sweep we think he's innocent anyway he definitely didn't so um he definitely didn't sweep. Yeah, that's I don't, We don't know what he was doing, yeah. but he definitely didn't no. sweep. Yeah. Um, so police is thinking like, well, best case scenario for Crawford right now is that he is lying about the fact that he did a sweep because he was just too lazy and he didn't do anything. Fair enough, yeah. Um, but that's his best case scenario because the other oh possibility is something else. Yeah. So he was obviously a suspect and um, they took his palm print because remember they, yeah. they found a palm print on the candle mm-hmm. and it didn't match. Oh, it didn't match, and then he also uh, took a polygraph test and passed. Mm-hmm. Okay. The dean of the church was also suspect okay. for a while. The man with your satanic, probably oh, right. if you're spreading yeah. the theories, mm-hmm. you might have to, to do throw it. people off. Yeah. Um, you might have something to do with it. He also entered the church around that time. A lot um, of people entering the church or sh- around midnight. Yeah, like, it's what weird. The fuck is going yeah, on, on a Friday this? night. Like, what's I don't going know. on? Yeah. Is that normal? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, um, but same thing. You know, Paul Print didn't match. Polygraph tests all good. Hmm. Um, actually, police compared the handprint, the palm print, to over one hundred suspects, but no match. All suspects. All possible damn i'm like did they test every male and yeah literally <laughs> like that's a lot at of the people time, no match right um so at this point we know of six people that entered the church that night around the time of Shit. the murder right arliss mm-hmm. we had the two worshipers mm-hmm. um we had crawford we had the dean and then we have the Sandy Blonde man. Whoever he is. Whoever yeah. he is. He couldn't be identified. Um, but a few days after the murders, a memorial was held in this church. I'm... I cannot... That's... In this church, I wrote in parentheses, sorry, but lol, pick a better place. The family was yeah, sitting that's... a few meters away from where her body was yeah, found. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Anyway, a few of her coworkers, because remember she got the job yeah. at the law firm. Mm-hmm. A few of her coworkers actually come to the memorial, and one of her coworkers was so shocked when he saw Bruce. He's like, "Wait, you are Bruce? Oh, oh!" Because Arliss had started working at this firm, but she didn't like bring Bruce to work or anything, or talked about him too much because she really wanted to establish herself yeah. as like a good employee before she brought in like personal yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So she was really trying to like keep it profesh. Mm-hmm. Um, but a few days uh, before the murder, uh, Sandy Blonde Man had come into the office, oh. had asked for Arliss, and they had gone out and talked for 15 minutes and when she came back she seemed really upset but her co-worker never asked about (gasps) it because she seemed upset and he didn't want to press her or anything um but he had just assumed that 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 was bruce Bruce. and then he saw bruce and he's like wait you are bruce i've never seen you before yeah so okay um, we're getting somewhere i feel like so this man's obviously tells police this 
Um, and I feel like if you are police and there's this one person that you cannot identify and then someone tells you something like that, you're like, bitch, we need to yeah. find Sandy Blonde. Police never really tried to, to find the Sandy Blonde. Band. Why not? They didn't have any I other mean, leads. The thing is, the description of this guy is super generic. He's a five foot five, sandy blonde dude, athletically it. built. We're in California. Five five. That's really short. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it's not like you cannot find a sandy blonde five five. But man. like, that's really short. Yeah, that's it's true. really short. That's like it's like your height for a dude. It's like my brother's. <laughs> is your brother that short? My brother's like one meter seventy two. That's five seven. Five seven. Okay. So he's short, dude. He's a very short, dude. Um, but yeah. So as I said, police never really tried to find oh, him. That's so annoying. So annoying. So annoying. Um, but anyway, her body um goes back home to Bismarck. Okay. And uh, her funeral and like another memorial are held there in the same church that she got married in oh just two months prior. I know it's it's happening so fast. It's like she was just... only there for six weeks. Yeah. Like, like six weeks out in the big that's bad nothing. world. Yeah. Like, you have to understand, like, she's so sheltered. And, like, people like us looking at her life, we're like, Carol, get out. Get yeah. out in the world. Mm-hmm. Explore a little bit. She gets out in the world. Yeah, she yeah. barely explores. And six weeks later, this, for fuck's also, sake. Also, like, in a church, it's like her safe place. Like, that's just like the, the cherry on top. Yeah. Of this horrible cake. Ugh. I hate it. Um, anyway, so um, they bury her in Bismarck. Um, and in like a local plot. But only two weeks later, her grave mark was stolen. And guess what? Her grave mark was the only one stolen. And, you know, maybe this killer was from Bismarck. He followed her to California and mm-hmm. was gathering trophies mm-hmm. from this murder. Um, that's a fucking trophy right there that's a fucking trophy right there exactly and bruce's parents actually kind of fueled this rumors um that maybe she kind of got herself in trouble because she was so passionate about her work as a missionary that the year prior Mm -hmm. um like the year that bruce was away and they were doing long distance she really um, she did a lot of missionary work, and especially she went to satanic cults oh, uh, to try no. and convert people to Christianity. Like that, she would do. Like, and she did that. That's awful. I mean, um, whoa, holy shit! And, and they're like, well, probably it's like someone that knows her. They're like she had it coming, and like, yeah, kinda like mm. a little, a little. Um, so yeah, Bruce's parents are feeling that. Okay. And um, police, luckily, are like, okay, everyone, calm your tits. Yeah, literally. Um, we're trying to shut down these rumors because you know people are saying like her legs were like broken and bent into the shape of a pentagon, like oh, stuff like that. Oh my god! Like, so we went from the jeans to the legs, and like, what's going on? Um, so they actually released statements saying her legs were straight and stuff like that. Oh my God. But of course people like to gossip and that's Mm -hmm. a juicy story. So those rumors kind of like stuck and only grew Mm -hmm. over time. Even like the Dean of the church that had said something (gasps) like that, he took back his statement. Oh, okay. But you know, rumors are rumors and rumors fly. That's like humanity Um, in a nutshell. Um, So, but police have always said that None of that was true. In 1987, 13 years after the murder, mm-hmm. a book came out titled The Ultimate Evil by Maury Terry. And uh, he actually opened up this theory once again. Uh, Terry called out to police for dismissing this theory and not investigating the link between Arliss and the process Church of Final Justice, which is a satanic cult thing. Um, he said that the semi-blonde man was probably a member of this church who followed the devil. Her, uh, <laughs> devil in disguise I mean. and who followed her to California. Um, he's also saying, well, that makes so much sense because there are caves in California near Stanford uh, that are used by this cult for rituals uh, and things like that. Oh, my God. Um, and for some reason, like this book 
just it blew up right it's um, like yeah i get it's, that um it's it's not just about artists it's like sensation Arliss mentioned yeah. as like the lead no not it's not the, the lead, lead up to the whole satan thing she's actually in the whole book she's just like one of the cases oh, that are mentioned okay. i'll get to it um but of course if you're from bismarck and you haven't had closure for 13 years mm-hmm. and someone writes a book and he's like very adamant about like i'm sure mm-hmm. that this is what happens mm-hmm. you're gonna want to read it mm-hmm. um so your man was like bismarck is a little little jackpot for me so he actually like gave lectures in bismarck and he like sold out venues <gasps> and people were like queuing to go see him and he talked about his book and his theories the and, tone deafness um, of this is insane. exactly like for years there was like a waiting list to rent out this book in the library and That's stuff like that fucking and library insane. had to restrict the amount of time that one person could keep this book like it was insane People went insane over this book. And this Maury man and his book were actually not about this murder specifically, as I said. Um, this book was shedding light on a guy we know all too well. Oh, no. Bring to the scene oh. Mr. David Berkowitz, a.k.a. Son of Sam. Oh. A.k.a. the dude that said yeah. his neighbor's dog was giving yeah. him orders to kill. Yeah. This man's. He was in the book? The book was about him. Oh, my God. Yeah, the book was about him. So um, if for some reason oh you God. don't know him, um, I'm really confused how you stumbled across this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, he was basically a man that was killing in New York in uh, 1976 to 1977. He murdered six people, wounded seven others. And um, basically when he was caught, he told police that um, it was a his neighbor's dog giving him Which orders so creepy um, that's so creepy it's just the and neighbor's then you have dog Kim de Gelder, um i don't go listen to that episode telling us that he's hearing voices and he thinks that's creative i mean do better i mean if we have david here yeah, telling us the dog of the neighbors is giving him orders it's like his neighbor's do chihuahua is like telling you to kill people yeah that's creative that's in that i don't know like i just can't imagine being the officer hearing him say that for the first time and being like oh that's Wait, put into existence right now what you yeah. want me to work with it we're going yeah. to talk about this in court for real shit like that's like traumatic <laughs> to even hear in person oh. anyway that's a whole other can of worms but um you know son of sam he was also famous for sending letter to us to authorities like yeah. very cryptic letters insinuating that he knew of a lot more murders than mm-hmm. he was sentenced for um so he actually four years after the murder on uh, arliss he sent one of those letters to arliss's home state uh, north dakota claiming that this satanic cult was actually a very big network of people like cult members uh, that were hiring hitmen to kill missionaries that were trying to convert members Mm -hmm. to christianity okay and that arliss was just one of the victims Mm -hmm. of this network um and uh, he says he knew this because he was actually part of that goal holy shit um 1979 police were like Shit, we're not getting anywhere with this yeah. case, and we don't want to give him the attention. But let's let's go down to the prison and see what he has to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and they try and interview him, but after thirty minutes, he refused to talk because he changed his mind and he didn't want people in prison to think he's a snitch. Um, <sighs> Too late. And police are like, "Okay, this guy doesn't care about being a snitch. Uh, yeah, this is clearly. probably just a publicity stunt. Uh, we gave him another." 15 minutes of fame and yeah. he's happy now yeah he can go jerk off on that now for four years until he tries again <laughs> um so yeah that was probably nothing but just i uh, wanted to mention that because <laughs> your man dave is really popping up everywhere he really he? is why is he relevant <laughs> why is he relevant yeah no, no. um so well the the satanic thing still stays one of the biggest theories i hate um, that I hate so that. much a lot of other people try to counter it with something being like just a very random opportunistic kill. Yeah. Just a passerby yeah. that probably, you know, it might seem unlikely, but yeah, he probably 
tortured her for three hours and kept her quiet while um, Crawford was doing the sweeping. I mean, mm-hmm. but if you insert a three foot long candle in someone's vagina, you're capable of doing a oh, lot of things. My like God. three hours of torture is probably just the beginning for yeah. you. Yeah. And then there was also the theory that um, her murder might have been linked to two other women uh, that were murdered in Sanford at around the same time. On campus? Um, yep. All three um, had some sort of mention or some witnesses coming forward describing a blonde man. Um, Dude, what the fuck? All are believed to be killed by sexual psychopaths. Um so there is a connection there, but they're also very different because the other two um, were strangled. Mm-hmm. And here we had the ice pick. Oh, my God. I randomly forgot about the ice pick. Holy shit. Yeah. No, 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 no. And also the other two women were singled out in like a very remote area. Mm-hmm. This was a very high risk mm-hmm. murder. It's a church. Mm-hmm. On People like, were there 10 yeah. minutes before on campus. There's security guards yeah. coming to check on the church. Yeah. What the fuck? Um, and then there was a fourth um, theory, which is not actually a theory because it was really investigated and this person was um, interviewed. Bring to the stage... Oh, my God. Mr. Bundy! No fucking way. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the right time. He's known <gasps> to hunt on college campuses. Oh, my God. Um, so he was questioned about it. And uh, he had an airtight alibi for the night. I don't know. For I put once. in parentheses, he probably was murdering into some other girl. Yeah, literally. Lord knows he must have been doing that every night with the amount of victims he oh made. Oh, my God. Um, but it was not Bundy. Oh, my God. I, I know. The 70s are wild, I'm man. telling you, wild. dude. It's like 50 timelines overlapping right now. So, um... In uh, 2018, uh, Marvin, her dad, um, dies. No. In 2018? Uh, yeah, in 2018. Oh, shit. Yeah, in 2018, her uh, dad dies. And um, yeah, he, he was pretty old when he died. Mm-hmm. And he really tried yeah, to get, get closure answer, yeah, of course. and answers yeah. his entire life. Um, but there's something else in 2018 that we didn't have in... DNA. DNA! Love it, love it. I was going to ask you, like, can they rerun the things well, right, right now? So um, they located sperm, I told you, on yeah, that pillow. Yeah, right, yeah. But also on her jeans. And um, they went back over the case, and they re-interviewed all possible suspects. Okay. And they took DNA from all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were able to rule out everyone, mm-hmm. but one. A five-foot-five sand blonde man former nightwatch security guard stephen crawford dude i'm telling you he's sus he was now 72 <gasps> and um actually going back to our fbi profiling oh my god i mean he must have been uh 27 at the time so they were a little it's bit not off. in the age range not age range <laughs> but he was a veteran of the u.s air force and he began working for Stanford in uh, 1971 in the Department of Public Safety. He worked there as a police officer. Fucking pop um, safe. I hate that. Before a new police chief decided to reorganize the department, and 75% of officers were forced out of their current position mm-hmm. and offered positions as security guards. Um, as we know, Crawford was one of these officers, That's and he resented awful. Stanford for it. Um so two years later, he was a security guard for two years, and two years later, in 1976, he left to work security elsewhere. And I wrote in parentheses, um, if he's going to work security elsewhere, he probably doesn't really hate the job. Maybe he's just trying to get away from his murder scene. That's I mean, what I'm thinking. he's fleeing, yeah. and successfully at that point. I mean, in 1992 which is quite some time uh, Mm -hmm. later, he gets in trouble uh, with the law after his ex-wife reported him for forging a fake diploma with a blank certificate he'd stolen from Stanford. He, like, had a thing with Stanford. What the fuck? His home was then searched, and he was charged and arrested with stealing over 300 valuable items from Stanford University. Oh, my God. Including, like, books dating back to the 16th (gasps) century and stuff. That's insane. That's right? so weird. It all added up to like hundreds of thousands of dollars. So his theft was considered a felony. Fucking klepto. But he was 
sentenced to only six months suspended sentence with two years of probation. So in 1993, he moved into like an apartment complex, began working as an insurance adjuster, and lived a quiet life without any further run-ins with the law. I hate him. And then in 2018, your man 72. That's fucking and, nice. Um, yeah. Police show up at his Ding doorstep. Dong, yeah. Ding dong, bitch. Literally. Ding dong, your sperm. Um, Crawford was never fully ruled out as a suspect, despite passing like the polygraph test and having the handprint not matched and stuff like that police always that's thought true. he was sus i mean but they never had evidence that's true um but so, yeah, dna the brought the evidence was, yeah um so on the morning of uh 28th of june 2018 they this. knocked on his door oh at 9:05 a.m <gasps> and he looked out the window he saw police and he was like give me a minute i'm getting dressed so they gave him a minute and like after five minutes, they're like, "Shit, what are, oh what's happening?" Oh my god, in there? he did not so try to run they away. Got a, <laughs> they got a key from like the landlord, yeah. and they let him let themselves in, and they find him on the bed with a handgun. Oh my god! So they back away. What a fucking coward! They back away because they don't know what. Obviously, there aren't police as well, but like they don't know what's going on in yeah life. yeah like, yeah like so they back away and as soon as they back away oh like my God, one no. minute later they hear a gunshot oh they go back in and they find him on the bed with a self-inflicted wound to the head so what he killed himself fucking they search his apartment and they find a note <gasps> that he'd actually written back in like this is june back in march the previous year when they oh, were interviewing everyone God. so he was probably like okay they're going to get me now so he probably planned all yeah of it. like he was ready to go he was clearly. ready to go yeah. he was like shit well i had 44 years yeah fuck um, you after arliss yeah uh, he got to live a long get a wife and shit yeah life as opposed to arliss being yeah. killed at 19 um, I hate him. And then oh. no justice was done in this case because yeah. he just killed himself. And the dad already um, died. And the dad died three months before. That's and so shitty. And her mom was heartbroken. She's like, not only is there no justice for my mm-hmm. daughter, my husband didn't have any sense yeah. of closure. Um, so basically uh, what we can draw from this case is that Stephen Crawford is a big fucking piece of shit. I knew he was sus. At first, I was like, oh, he did a sweep. And then I'm like, did he do a sweep? And I'm like, maybe he was sweeping uh, dude, her vagina yeah, with a candle. <laughs> oh, my God. I, what so, a yeah, fucking scumbag. I can't, that was so recent. That was like three years ago. Yeah. Three and a half years. Yeah. So 44 years. This was an And he had a case. wife. I'm sure he had kids, grandkids. I mean, I'm a, assuming. A big up for his wife reporting him for forging a diploma. In 92. In 92. Oh, I bet he didn't tell anyone. Like, no one. No one. The way she was killed and assaulted was so brutal that yeah. I'd be surprised if that was the only one. Like, who does this kind of... Who does this? Like, once. And then once, and then just goes on to live the rest of your Mm -hmm. life as a fucking insurance guy. Also, where did the ice pick come from? Dude, And, like, where's the handle? Where's the handle? Nobody knows. And and it wasn't premeditated either. Because... Was it? I I mean, she had to... He didn't know she was going to be in the church. exactly, yeah. So, like, he just... Maybe he, like, seen her around... Maybe he was planning it for like some night. Yeah. And then she came in. And he was like, "Right, this is the night." night. Um, Fuck. But like that's that's the thing. We will never know. We cannot ask him. Yeah. We can. I, as far as I know, they didn't find her tombstone or like mm-hmm. whatever her. Yeah. Um, in yeah, his house. Fuck? So like, yeah, who, who stole who that, that shit? It's like sensation. I hate that. It's like yeah. let her rest. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. You don't need that piece yeah. of wood. That doesn't mean anything to you. And if police find it in your house, there's no way of explaining it. So yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> why would you want to do Literally, that? Literally, I'm like, you gain nothing. What about the five five Sandy blonde man? Probably Who? someone that just saw someone. 
Because, like, she, the dude that she was talking to at her work that she was, like, shook about. Yeah. So, um, Bruce was questioned on this, and he said he had no idea who this who could be. Who the fuck was and, that? Like, he, he, was, he was a little bit shook. He was yeah. like, wait, did my wife something that she didn't tell me? Like, why was she shaken? And why was she, like, upset about yeah. it? Yeah. And he's like, well, it that sounds like weird. the kind of thing that she wouldn't tell me about because probably I would have been yeah. upset. Um. So yeah, it always makes you wonder, are there things that we don't know about? Like maybe her this? and that, what's his face? What's that dude called? The killer? Steven. Steven like had some Beef? some kind of relationship, friendship. But the thing is, Crawford is not a sandy blonde man. Not at all. Who the fuck is a sandy blonde five foot? If your grandpa is a five foot five, used to be sandy blonde man, <laughs> Stanford University. Stanford, 70s. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> Head over to her Instagram. <laughs> that's insane. Wow. So, and, and that's not... the frustrating part is we cannot ask Crawford. Yeah, like, we can't. Is there any know. truth in what Son of Sam said about this cult having anything no, to do with it? I don't believe it. I mean, could be, but I don't believe it. Maybe she was stalked by this cult, but it wasn't this cult. Yeah. Not sure. I mean, it's, I get the whole, like, I mean, it's sus that she tried to convert Satans or whatever they're called. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. Satanic people. Like, I would never, but again, that's like her mission. I'd be like, just start with people. Start with, like, me. With, with like, neutral. Yeah. They're not. Yeah, start with you. Start with me. Like, like maybe I want to believe in God. God let me maybe. know why. Yeah. yeah, let me know. Don't go to a fucking Satanist, please. <laughs> like, start for, start low. Build There's up. There's a lot of people that you can convert. Yeah, get some under your belts. Yeah, you'll feel more confident once you converted a couple normal people. I don't know. I don't know. This whole thing is like insane. Yeah, I feel bad for her parents also yeah. and her dad. I heard Bruce, man, his. Bruce got he was married cucks. for six weeks. That was crazy. That was a wild crazy ride. Case. Yeah. Crazy case. An American case for me. I know, yeah, I liked it's, it. Thank you for listening to this episode. I don't know if there's any more thoughts and feelings about this case. There's all the feels, yeah. but let us know over at our Instagram mm-hmm. what you're feeling about this case. Um, and if you have any suggestions of what you want to hear next. Yeah, please let us know. Until that time, please try not to die at work um elisa and i are here for you mm-hmm. yeah have a great holiday season if you celebrate christmas or not yeah it's a random jolly time of year make use of it i would yeah. say drink too much wine yeah <laughs> eat a lot of stuffing i mean i know i will I will on Friday. And oh, will um, will we be taking a break until the new year? I think I'm questioning whether or not. I think we might not upload an episode after this one. We will see because Elisa's busy doing fam time. I'm having a lot of fam intensive family time. There's a whole. I'm trying to get myself invited to meet my future husband, her brother, (laughs) but um, it's not working so far. So if we. If you don't hear from us next week, don't be alarmed. Come back the week after. We will be there. Mm-hmm. 2022. Ring, ring, bitch. It's us. She's We're back. Here. We're back. Yeah. Until that time. Stay safe. Stay safe. Yeah. Make good choices. Make great choices. And people are bad. Don't trust them. Bye. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>